Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the number one Bengal podcast. I'm Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by, by John Sheeran. Yeah. And, and John, look, you love offensive linemen and you are really excited about how we can improve the Bengals offensive line. David DeCastro was released by the Steelers in a very unprofessional way. He commented about it, how it's just billionaires being billionaires, right? And, and now... He, he's looking for a new team. What better team than the Cincinnati Bengals, where he would, you know, one of the, the Steelers' biggest rivals, and, you know, the Steelers are in the decline, the Bengals are, the, are, are ascending, right? What do you think? How would he fit on our team? So the whole beef now that he has with the Steelers it actually creates this new angle that we get to talk about because Castro is, I think, 31 years old. It was from that same draft class that Kevin Zeiler was. Kevin Zeiler was picked believe three picks after DeCastro and DeCastro's had a very illustrious career in Pittsburgh and the scheme that Pittsburgh typically ran when DeCastro was there it's not exactly the same as the one that uh, Frank Pollock intends to run Steelers ran a lot more power a lot more man and gap concepts compared to a wide zone scheme so I think the scheme fit is not exactly like fitting like a glove but DeCastro is still obviously talented enough when he is healthy to start for basically any team that he wants but now that he has this vendetta against his former team, he's calling shots at the owners and the Roonies. I think there is a, a chance here that this could be a James Harrison type situation where maybe the Bengals, if they're, if they're so inclined, give him like a one-year deal, like a one-year prove-it deal to compete and potentially start at right guard so he can best his former team and he can kind of stick it to him. But other than that, like I think we have to recognize that he was released not only for financial reasons, but he is contemplating retirement. You know, it's... Not often that a 31-year-old with ankle issues suddenly performs at an all-pro level again. So you're obviously buying low on a formerly great player in DeCastro. And I don't, I don't know what type of David DeCastro we're going to get in 2021 if he even plays at all. He's contemplating retirement for a reason. So there's a lot of things that we still don't know we have to find out before we can just fully jump on the bandwagon and say the Bengals should sign David DeCastro to whatever price that he wants. So from the Steelers' perspective, because he has ankle problems, he's close to retirement, they just they probably are saying, hey, we just put him out of his misery, like, like a Kentucky Derby horse or something like that. But he sees it differently. It seems like he thinks he has a lot left now. Is that, is that, or, the, or is he just offended by the way that it happened? I think he might just be offended by the way that it happened. And, you know, it's always very dependent upon the player, like how – their time with their former team ends. There was obviously, there's obviously plenty of examples from the Bengals side for the past couple of years when you have Geno Atkins, AJ Green, Carlos Dunlap, Andy Dalton, you know, these veterans that have lasted a long time with one team, how they depart, how they're sent off. You know, it, it, it can be kind of messy at times. And I guess this ended up being that type of way. But I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I feel if he is healthy, then there's no reason why any team with offensive line help shouldn't reach out to him, but we just don't know. Like that ankle stuff, it, it didn't come out of nowhere. He had surgery for it, or I believe some injury last before last season ended up missing, I, I think, sometime, but he still played in like over 800 snaps. I think yeah. if you just look at him though, he's if you had to if you had to choose or if you had to guess, 
if he's still at the same level or if he's on the decline, you would probably say he's on the, on the decline now. And even if he isn't fully a, an unstartable player, he's closer to that than what he was, what he used to be when he was making Pro Bowls consistently. Okay, I, I get that. But it's, it's still going to be hard to get a six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro on a minimum deal, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe if you're a contender, maybe the Chiefs, maybe, right, maybe the Bucks. I don't know. No, it, like, the... the if the Chiefs didn't already like sign every single offensive lineman known to man this offseason, they would probably be the favorites. And I'm sure there's other contenders to do it as well. And that's going to be something on his mind. Like he's going from a team that had not lost more than eight games since the beginning of the Marvin Lewis era. So he's consistently used to winning, being in the playoffs and competing at that time. So I would imagine he still wants to kind of go for that. But again, there, there is the rivalry aspect. Like, are, is he so mad at Pittsburgh and their ownership for doing this to him or doing him like this? that he wants to go to a division rival who also needs offense line help. And he knows that he would get an immediate opportunity to start. So I think that would be in consideration because he has made a lot of money in his career. I'm not sure it's entirely about that. And then the other question is, because we know the Bengals are kind of stubborn or not very risk-taking. And so from their perspective, they have Quinton Spain and they have Jackson Carmen and then they have Xavier Suofilo. And, and they kind of, they kind of committed to those guys. I would say Spain and Carmen. And maybe they're worried about chemistry. Maybe they're worried about, I don't know. I mean, it's not about the money if they get them on a minimum deal. But what do you think? I mean, that doesn't seem like the Bengals' style to go out there and say, let's let's get the most talent we have, we can, and see who emerges. That's really not what they do in general. I think that would only happen if they deemed DeCastro as a player that they simply cannot turn down. Like there was the whole thing about Morgan Moses. He was on the open market for a while and there was a push to sign him. But, you know, is Morgan Moses good enough for them to deviate from their plans at right tackle with Riley Reef? Obviously not. Morgan Moses is now with the New York Jets. If David DeCastro is in the next tier, if he is so good, if they view him as this high quality player still to this day, and so good that they have to get him to start over Jackson Carmen as as a rookie in 2021, then that would be the only way that that happens. But I don't think they would sign David Castro unless they were confident that he is that player and, he, and he's still that player. So that's going to be the biggest you know variable w- w- with this whole thing. Like David DeCastro is a great name. He's had a great career, but it's all about what are you doing now and what, do you, what have you done for me lately? And they have a lot of recent tape on him to make that judgment. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough talking about a guy who last played for the Steelers. I, I feel a little bit dirty now, John, just, just talking about him so much, pretending, you know, he's probably not going to end on the team. We shouldn't, yeah, we shouldn't dedicate so much time to him. Let's, let's move on, John. Let's move on. Joe Burrow said in an Instagram post, he, he wrote, see you in September. Did you see that, John? I did, yeah. Yeah, and he was he was looking in a particular direction. We don't know who he's going to see in, the, in September. We don't know what they, are, what they have planned, but a lot of people are interpreting, interpreting this to mean he's going to play the first game of the season, and, and maybe we won't see him before that. Maybe he's, not, he's, he's done practicing. I, I don't know. There's so many different interpretations out there. Well, I thought it was just he was on a social media hiatus. Like He was posting on Instagram, see you guys in September. Maybe he's not posting until the season starts. He's actually looking towards the Ohio river in this picture. So maybe he's going out there. I wouldn't recommend that. The Ohio river is a disgusting landmark in, in Cincinnati. Do not go in that water by any means whatsoever. Only if you have a really nice boat that you know won't sink, but well, that's the price of, that's the price of developing a, a country, John. I mean, the, the, the Procter and Gabble has done so much service to, to our country. 
the toothpaste that you use, the, the soap that you put in your hair, all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he was looking at, but it is exciting. Anything Joe Burrow does is exciting. His teeth is is everything. I'm just so excited. Okay. Can't really see his teeth here. He's got them kind of hidden a little bit. Yeah, that's the mystique. Maybe he has new teeth again. We don't know. He, he could be changing teeth. Yeah, every. But you did see the robotic leg. You can see the the leg. You know, with mm -hmm. the with the uh, with the, the the very heavy brace. So he he's taking precautions. Okay, John, explain to me if the Bengals can get that white tiger helmet because it's not a throwback. So do they need to have a throwback jersey and then they can do what they want with the helmet, or is there going to be some open you know, kind of some sort of lenience in terms of what you can change about your uniform. The NFL is not very keen on lenience, as you well know. I think with this helmet rule, it is specifically for alternates or throwbacks. And the whole NFL uniform rule is that you can only wear alternate jerseys X amount of times per year. You have jerseys that are designated as your primary, your away, and then your alternate. And maybe some teams have throwbacks. This now allows teams to carry two helmets and the second alternate helmet that is now being instituted or allowed for all 32 teams, I believe, in accordance to the rules that already exist, you can only wear this particular helmet with your alternate jerseys or with your throwback jerseys that you want to institute and create. So with the White Tiger helmet, I don't think this is going to be a case where the Bengals are able to wear it eight to nine times a year whenever they wear their all-white jerseys. Um, the whole thing with this was player safety, like, Starting in 2013, they wanted to just have every single player just have one helmet so there's consistency with how it fits and there's no messiness in terms of diagnosing concussions. If you have multiple helmets and one of them fits somewhat differently, it can lead to problems if they do suffer concussions. But now I think they're allowing it so that players can wear alternate helmets provided that they have enough time to get used to it, to, to, to practice with it, to make sure that it fits just as well as their primary helmet. So that that is the one hurdle that they were able to overcome. But I don't think this is going to be a case where it's like college and teams are just rolling out different helmets every single week. No. I think with the Bengals, no. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Sadie. No, I, like if they if they want a white tiger helmet, I think like like they, they can do that. Like they, there's no there's nothing stopping them from doing that. I think the problem is the amount of times that they can wear it a year. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I think knowing the Bengals and and their love for history and their love for insisting on using the letters that spell Bengals instead of using a Bengal tiger, right? They love the B. Mm -hmm. They love the old helmet that has spells Bengals. It spells it out in case somebody doesn't know what a Bengal tiger is. It's like, read this. Whereas I think the image helps. No, but really, I mean, John, what is, when does it end? Like, what, you know what I mean? It could, I could, what I'm trying to say is, if they're going to spell out the B and not show what the tiger looks like, what's next? Like, maybe they could, instead of having a stripes, they just have like, you know, a squares, black and orange squares, and say, these are the colors of a tiger. Now, study these, and you will go see a tiger somewhere else. I want to see the tiger on the Bengals. I want them to look like tigers. But I'm very afraid, John, what I'm trying to say is I'm very afraid that they're going to go with the throwback. So the, the original Bengals helmets, you know, with the Bengals on them, along with their jerseys. I don't know if they're going to do the white as their alternates. That's, that's what I'm worried about. But I know Hoji's very happy. He would be very happy because he insists that the white tiger 
is sick and I don't know some of uh, yeah yeah go ahead I think the I think the throwback is probably the most likely too. Yeah. I think that was something Elizabeth Blackburn alluded to uh, when the uniforms were being released. Now there was a possibility of another uniform being added into the future. Obviously, this opens the door for that because you're not going to use or try out these these throwback uniforms with a striped helmet. So that would probably be my guess because then they can only wear it x amount of times. There's no complications with you know wearing the white tiger helmet only a certain number of times. But yeah, I mean. I, I, I thought you would like the throwbacks like that takes you back to when you were like 30, you know, in the seventies feel like it was in the prime of your life and when it brought back some yeah. good memories. No, no, John, this is the prime of my life because I'm doing this show with you. Yeah. That was, that. I was, it was all building up to this, this John, we have nine people watching this show. Could you back in the 1970s, I could not imagine having nine people listen to me. So, so this is the prime of my life, but yeah, I, I like the throwbacks. Like I said, John, I, you know, do you ever go and look at Bengals merchandise? Like they have the the, the hoodies and the the, the the t-shirts and all that, and it's just B B B B B. Do you remember how beautiful? Are you probably too young? It was two thousand three, I think. They discontinued. I remember. The you remember? Okay. Yeah, they still have it. Yeah, but but no, but it was everywhere. You had the tiger everywhere. You had it. You know, I had one of those like what do you call them? Those college type jackets with the little. Uh, tiger and nobody knew it was a sports team they just thought this was a really fancy design you know like he's like this guy must have spent upwards of 25 dollars on that jacket you know it's just like I, it was it was so much you know i think that was a big reason that a lot of people became Bengals fans because i don't know we talked about this with emily parker you know and she 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 wasn't willing to budge so, so, so you're saying they should just bring back like the uniform from the 90s essentially yeah 97 to 2003 i think yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Do you know why, John? Why not? Because you haven't found your way. You haven't infiltrated management. And that's what I keep telling you, John. I need you to be an agent for us in management. But Look, man, if, if, if Goodberry can't do it, I don't know why I, I would be able to do it. After all the training, I, see, I haven't trained Goodberry. But okay. Look, I don't know. How, did you have anything else you want to talk about? No, dude. You're the one putting the, together the schedule. Okay. All right. So listen, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, the Believe in the Number One Bengals podcast on iTunes, a Snitcher, or a Scratchify, or whatever the other things that you have, and leave a five-star review. And also subscribe here on YouTube. And uh, yeah, so, and, and follow John on Twitter, only if you're going to be nice to him. He has enough haters, just if you're nice. Okay, that's all we have. We'll see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.